This is Kayla. And this is Nessie. And you're listening to Sunday Sips Talks About the Culture, Season 2. Episode 4, Conspiracy Theories. Conspiracy Theories. Um, first, thank you for being patient with us while we were getting this May episode together. Before we get into Conspiracy Theories, let's go over to our news. The news, in case you ever heard. So, actually, this first one, like everybody has heard but Derek Chauvin was found guilty on all counts causing George Floyd's death so he was convicted on second and third degree murder as well as second degree manslaughter did you see the Australia headline where it said murderer who was caught on video murdering found guilty of murder that was their headline for our that's it sounds kind of obvious when you put it like that but like a lot of people didn't know which way this jury was gonna go i was nervous for a while i was nervous during certain parts of the trial not because i didn't think the evidence was there but i think the way they're trying to poke at doubt of was it a pre-existing condition um was it actually the pneumonia that caused the arrhythmia caused heart to stop did you watch the trial? I did. That's why as they kept talking, I started to feel a lot better. But I was nervous. I always thought they would convict. I just thought, like, there's no way you can't. <laughs> I mean, I know, like, history shows us that they can. And I think it's, like, one small victory, but you can't really celebrate too long because there's a lot more work to do. And messed up that we had to have all these things like come together. Like we had to have eyewitness witness accounts. We had to have like a literal videotape of the incident happening from a bystander. We had to have the body cam footage. Like we had to have cops testify against their own. Yeah. We had to have witnesses like, it shouldn't take this much. We all saw him die. So I'm just like, okay, good. I'm glad that that happened. But even since the trial, we already have more slain black people by police. Yeah, this felt like a a win that he was convicted. And I also saw this post and said, if justice takes this much fighting for every case, then God help us. Because this was a lot. A year? Mm -hmm. A year of Mm -hmm. fighting? A year of keeping it in the news? A year of keeping it relevant, a year of following it. And in that time, it was like, I don't know, it just, I know that I took the time to heal from it, but it kind of felt like you're getting re traumatized every time. Mm-hmm. Like, it, watching the trial and keeping up on the news, it just, it gets tiring and, you know, the work's important, but, like, I'm thinking about sustainability long term. And I'm thinking through, like, we need to pay attention to policies because, yes, Derek Chauvin was arrested and convicted and he was also one cop and I really think they just saw it as like we will trade off just let this one cop go to jail and Mm -hmm. see if what happens but I just I need to keep up to date more on like policies and what the work is on actually changing policies I'm interested to see like what his sentencing will be too yeah did you have the other part of the news that he and what so there was talk about while I was watching the trial and right even before the verdict came out everyone was saying if he's convicted they're gonna go to 
Yeah, they are like bringing up concerns. Like they said, one juror was like questioned, you know, when you're doing your jury selection. Like, have you um, been a part of any groups or been to any like, I don't know, like Black Lives Matter protests or like anything like that? And he said, like, no. And then later, um, a photo surfaced on the internet of him in a t-shirt that said like get your knee off our neck and it had a picture of Martin Luther King and it was taken like with him and two of his buddies and like you can't really tell where is that to me it looked like he was like in a bar somewhere but they said that the photo was taken like at a march later the juror says that he was truthful in his answers that he really hadn't been to any and that he was wearing that Martin Luther King shirt at um march on washington like a but it's not like a march it was like that was a but it wasn't like a very monumental thing. yeah it wasn't, just, it, it wasn't just concerning the protests in the Derek shop yeah like it had nothing to do with like police brutality specifically right it was more pro-black people or like you know freedom <laughs> equality so like i don't know like everyone's like that's that probably a weak weak reason to get a mistrial or, or a redo so. it could be there was something else about was it something a witness said or a congressman it had to be like striked from the jurors and then they were saying they were gonna bring that up because it's kind of i don't know what it was i'll look that up later but they were saying like something a witness said on the stand the judge had like you know strike that from the comments and the defense was saying like it was gonna bring bias towards the jurors so they might try and bring that up but i don't remember the exact thing yeah. i don't remember we shall see. We shall see. Um, hopefully he stays in jail. But I also saw they were, are they bringing up charges for the additional police that were? They are. I don't know like what they are specifically, but I think there are three other officers that got charged with something that were there that day. Oh, but I also like wanted to, to talk about how this plays into a bigger role of just seeing black trauma everywhere. And like we talked about this before, and maybe we'll even make like a mini uh its own episode or something because like there's a lot to say about it right now over the last couple years kind of building up more and more like there's all of these shows and programs on tv that are just like we're feeding into this theme of um like racism systemic oppression yeah oh god <laughs> that was like a car backfire <laughs> oh yeah if y'all oh my god that was a weird sound. Shots fired. Man, we're talking about systemic stuff. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, but it seems like since that's what people are digging into research about, becoming more passionate about as far as just like societal awareness, we're now seeing this, oh, let's give this show like this theme. Or so I've yeah. seen it in shows, I've seen it in news. Mm. And even in like movies. There, what, there was the Central Park Five, which was really good, but like, we had to take a while to, to get through it because it was a lot. It's like, you can't binge it, and it's, it's a lot. And then like, what was the other thing? My mom was like, oh, did you watch this? Um, I, you just told me that you were ready to watch it the other day. The Billie Holiday one? Yes. Well, Andre Day? Yeah, did yeah. you watch it? Not yet. Okay, but like, that's it's been out ready. for a while. And it's like, I want to watch it, but I can't right now. <laughs> and it's because it's just like too much. And then like, I want to, I want to watch the news, but 
every time I'm like, there's a new video, and then I gotta go watch the video, and now I'm like in a bad mood all day. You need a break. And I started watching them, which is really good too, by the way. Um, what's that on? Amazon. But also, that's something you don't want to binge watch because it will put you in a mood and like. Yeah, it's like we're just in this trauma addicted. I don't know what's the word for it. I think the word is like trauma junkie. Trauma junkie. I think that's like actually the word for it though. Is but I don't know what the a better word would be. But it's like we're just people are just like addicted to those stories. Part of me feels like it's not for us, like the, the especially like the uh, ones that are on entertainment, like one on Amazon. There's one on HBO, Lovecraft Country. It is good. Maybe the good thing that's coming out of all of this like trauma that we have to rehash is that like now white people are taking note. This shit really does happen because it doesn't happen to them. It's a lot. It's a lot. Let's go into vaccines. So, after last recording, Johnson & Johnson put their vaccine on hold. Um, I think the problem was some women ages late 20s to like 30s. Plus. Right, I was like, wait a minute, I'm in my 30s. <laughs> but um, yeah, they have like a very, very small chance of getting like a rare blood clotting I, I think, I know of one person that, like, survived it, so you can live, but actually one person died, too, so. It's Johnson. better it's better if you got it early, but anyway, so, like, then the CDC re-reviewed it, and now it is no longer on pause, and it is out and about in circulation, and Ohio is one of the states um, who's got it. Johnson Johnson. I still don't know how I felt the Johnson Johnson vaccine. You still haven't what? I don't know how I feel about the Johnson Johnson. I feel like it didn't it didn't come out of the gate strong um, because like it had a lower percentage of actually working. Yeah. So like that was kind of the first concern and then this pause is like the second concern, but I don't know. Actually I'm a little concerned about all of it right now. I got my first shot and it was Pfizer. I'm scheduled for my second vaccine shot May fifteenth. I'm a little hesitant. Cause I've been hearing like a lot of things from people I know, from the internets, and I don't want to sound like a conspiracist because I like read yeah. things from the internet, but um, like the second shot can really give you some serious symptoms, and I'm like, I don't know if I really want to take that risk right now, so we'll see. I'm gonna. I have a doctor's appointment but before then, so I'm definitely like gonna discuss it with my physician. That's where I stand. <laughs> yeah, you know I got both, and I don't think mine was as severe as others, but I still think I'm having some long-term. I've heard long-term effects. stuff too. And we don't even know what this is gonna look like ten years from now. Like I don't know what I put in my body. Mm-hmm. I want to be real with you. I don't know. Does that mean I don't trust it at all? Like I'm no, but I think that. We're just put in a really weird situation of we're in a pandemic and either you get sick with coronavirus or you get sick <laughs> with this vaccine. It's like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, because you don't know what coronavirus is going to do if you have that long term. You don't know what the vaccine's going to do long term. So it's just a matter of like 
I want to say pick your poison because like, it's a bad thing to put some in our bodies. But trust in God. Yeah. Roll the dice. Well, it's not like you gotta trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. Trust in the Lord. And I'll talk to your doctor. But talking about vaccines, a news story that talk you told me about that I was researching is what's going on in India right now with COVID. Yeah, they're struggling. Queen of understatement. They need help. Maybe this was like a couple weeks ago because now it's all over the news. But before it was all over the news, people were like on social media tweeting like help. Like we need help. Send us oxygen. Send us supplies. Like anything. And like people in India were trying to reach out to like their other relatives like in other countries, America, whatever. Like send us money. Give us help. Twitter like blocked some of these tweets like because they didn't want to show how bad things really were prayers out to India I was reading something and they were saying it's so bad that when people are waiting in line to get help people are like dying in the lines waiting to get help and they're to the point now they're just like compiling bodies because it's just so many people it was crazy I really hope that like other countries can help them out oh you were gonna say something about Colombia Colombia's struggling that's an understatement um because I saw something on Instagram I started seeing my friends post like help Colombia pray for Colombia uh, mentioned Colombia and I'm like what's going on in Colombia and when I started looking it up I found A they had an economic collapse due to the pandemic which we all did but not like Colombia because Colombia already has such strong corruption in their government in case somebody didn't know in case you haven't heard Colombia is a little corrupt so their economic collapse the rollout in vaccines um, so there's just like an uprise in crime and protests and mortality. Um, I have something not so bad. Okay, let's go for it. Prince William and Kate Middleton are starting their own YouTube channel. I don't know if they're gonna talk about it on that channel. I think it's gonna be like remember when Jessica Simpson and her husband at the time like had their own reality show and they were like oh come and you just went into their house and like watched them live their lives i think it might be like that but like royal style <laughs> this has got to be a reaction to Meghan markle saying all the things that she said and the palace trying to be like no we're normal we're okay well it might be i know that after that interview like they hired a diversity person because <laughs> they needed better race relations so, I was going to say, Prince Philip died, like, not too long ago. And I think, like, after his death, they're trying to change the image of the royals. And kind of be more relatable, maybe? Like, bring him in to, like, How about this. How relate to royalty? <laughs> oh, no. Um, you know, they put their pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else. Their pants are like two hundred dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On a twenty. Yes. I mean, I'm gonna watch it. You tell me what happens. You tell me. What did you have something? Um, that it's weird that the royals are doing YouTube. Oh yeah. That's my reaction. <laughs> and I'm seeing a whole bunch of very famous people doing which is nothing wrong with it. Podcasts, YouTube, Clubhouse. It just seems like celebrities and powerful people yeah are just like getting real accessible which may not it's not a bad thing but it's kind of different it's different. like back in the day like you could be like a diva and like be choosy and like you don't have to talk to the commoners you could be like mariah carey or something could you see 
now like Mariah Carey like just on doing concerts on Twitter or something like. yeah I can see like celebrities I, and I think maybe for some people the pandemic may have impacted that because like stand up comedians and performers had to find creative ways yeah. to make money and like reach their audience so I started seeing like Nell and Nicole Byer like comedians I liked mm-hmm. I would go onto their um, Instagram and they're live like doing some type of performance and trying to still connect with people so I think that people just expect you to be able to like enter their home virtually i don't know what they want but it it, it seems like people started using those platforms and now it's like barack obama's got a podcast kevin hart he's bringing kevin hart had barack obama on his podcast um like oprah's probably on clubhouse like i used to think if i was able to hear oprah's voice it would mean like i'm gonna be on oprah's chair basically right or now i can download this app and hear her tell me just like a new age i think that we're going into which is kind of cool it's cool there's also some people who may not want to do it i was oprah but no i'm not doing youtube now buy my own magazine <laughs> but the thing is okay so O magazine like that's print print is dying like her sales if they haven't been declining already <laughs> i'm sure like things are going to get old and then youtube or twitter or facebook live or clubhouse like those are what's new and happening so like you always kind of have to ride that trend if you want to stay relevant i mean you can say no but it might affect your bottom line so so i mean she's on apple tv (laughs) (laughs) yeah what's next um so Bill and Melinda Gates are getting a divorce. And okay, A, he's like one of the richest men in the world. Mm-hmm. And B, like they've been together for 20 some years. And I feel like it's been my lifetime. Like they're they're a little older. <laughs> for as long as I've known of Bill Gates, it's been, been Bill and Melinda Gates. Yeah. They got together in the 90s. So yes, most of our lives they've been together. Third, there was no prenup. No, but actually, thinking through, I need a prenup, and then like by the time he should have. But by the time he blew up, maybe it was like he should have had that much confidence in himself that he knew the future Bill Gates he was going to be. But also, he may have had confidence in him and Melinda's relationship to know that they would be that together. She's not gonna take everything. No, they have come to like some kind of agreement that is, you know, not known to the public, but it will never be known. So far, it seems like a very like amicable like clean divorce nothing like messy melinda's the one who filed though so i don't know like they have three children together they're all grown now so i feel like okay she's been with him most of her life definitely the good years (laughs) Uh, she pushed out three kids for him she deserves half his money they have a couple houses worth hundreds of millions of dollars so she'll be all right 
a lot has happened and continues to happen in America. <laughs> so I'm very glad to have this Cosmo in front of me. Our signature drink is a lime raspberry cosmopolitan. The ingredients are two ounces of absolute citron. That's what's called, right? Absolute citron. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then two ounces of, I think it's called Cointro. C-O-I-N-T-R-E-A-U. Cointro. Google. Because ah! Google has pronunciation. pronunciation. <laughs> Let's do it. Hold on. Alright, so we think it's called Cointro. So you need two ounces of Cointro. It's like an orange liqueur. Then you're going to take um, like a fourth cup of muddled strawberries and you're going to muddle that and then put it in the shaker with ice with your Absolute with your Cointreau, then you're gonna add lime juice to taste. So I did like half a shot of lime juice in the shaker. Shook it up, poured it out, and I just added like lime juice and Cointreau to taste. Ta-da, and that is Delicious. Wait. the Cosmopolitan. Cheers. Cheers. I don't know why I hit the table like it was a shot. <laughs> oh, it's good, I love Cosmos. I didn't realize how much liquor was in them until I made it, but. Yeah, you said it was a strong a little strong they need a two drink max right two drink max we can move into our topic which is conspiracy theories insert creepy music right so i think this was this was the one i texted you and said i wanted to do was it my idea um or was it us like we it was kind of us like i think we were talking about it then i saw like this whole program and i'm like let's do it we were supposed to do it in season one. When were we? Yes, because remember when Trump got coronavirus and I said, I don't think he really got it? Oh. And now we know he really did have it. <laughs> but at the time, I was like, I feel like he just doesn't want to do the second debate because it went really bad. <laughs> and I thought yeah. that was a conspiracy. And then I was like, he's getting everybody sick. He's trying to shut down the government. I was just very anti-Trump. But that's where I started thinking. Makes sense. Like, he, I feel like he. There's, there's a lot of conspiracy theories around Trump. He's probably spread some. <laughs> That's the thing. That's like, the... He had a part in spreading some conspiracy theories. I, even when he started with calling certain stories yeah. fake news, like oh, that kind of built into. Yeah, we're definitely gonna like dig into that because I have. That's on one of my topics. All right, so. When we think about conspiracy theories, the question that kind of inspired the topic was, do conspiracy theories rise during times of like political unrest? That was the topic behind it. When I was thinking through conspiracy theories that I either think are true or not think are true or just know, they're very much around like really big moments in, at least in America, US history. Mm -hmm. And so I think about like the moon landing or I think about question was like why, why are why are conspiracy theories created yes yeah, so why are they i think my cosmo gave it away well so i think sometimes they're created um to slander an opponent okay so um 
slander, which is an action of making a false statement that's damaging to a person's reputation. So, insert Trump. <laughs> like, you can just make something up about someone that you don't like. Let it catch wind. I mean, if they read on the internet, it must be true. Yep. So, so one is slander. Yeah. I think that they also serve as like a message blocker. I think you may have mentioned like fake news. Mm-hmm. Let's say there's this news story out there that is false, but now we have to talk about it. And now it's on the news cycle. Mm-hmm. And since we're talking about this crazy thing that like Hillary eats little babies, we can't be talking about like real policies or like other things that like actually matter. So I think those are like at least two reasons why they're created. Okay, so that kind of leads us into like how are conspiracy social media? Yeah, I think I think social media is how they're spread. Um, I think that whenever people lose trust in like government or trust in um, what's the word news apps? What's the word news? Programs, news channels, broadcasters, broadcasters, news broadcasters, actual like anchors. Shows. Shows. The so networks? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the word for it. I, I think when people lose trust in those platforms is when people start looking other places for their news. I think that's one. I think... But I think people's, like, lived experiences can be what caused them to, like, lose trust in media or trust in government. So I think there are certain, like, populations that will believe certain conspiracies more than others. Why do you think that is? Um, okay, here's an example. You heard of QAnon? Yeah. One reason they, they're big, so QAnon, I'm still trying to really understand what they are, but one thing I do know is when they started to get fed like the election fraud, and when they, certain people in QAnon like wanted Trump and believed he was gonna win so much, and they believed they were wronged by the election, it had to be fraud. It was fraud. Mm -hmm. They believed that. Enough people caught wind of that because they felt wronged by the election that now they want to do something about it. And so because they don't believe or trust in the system we have for elections, more conspiracy theories are going to populate on why wasn't Trump elected? Was it voter count fraud? Was it um, votes were lost? Okay, so those would be people who already have a distrust in the government. Yes, so if you already have a distrust because either at that time 
in both cases, I mean, they're not trusting the government. Like, okay, QAnon people aren't trusting the government. And they're saying, like, black people in the vaccine. That's what, I don't want to say black people, because I don't think it's all black people. Well, I mean, the syphilis, that was, it was black, black people. <laughs> yeah, it and was. the women, um, it sterilization, was that was black people. Right, so. <laughs> so, it's. Just looking like black people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So we could just say because of their history, maybe some of them are old enough to be lived experiences. Right. You have some distrust for whatever reason. You're and already I mean, in a wonking And it's not to say that like other like I don't know, QAnon supporters don't have a reason for their distrust as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but I mean I think it's healthy to question things. And I, I, it's 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 legitimate to be concerned about a vaccine that really, in a country that historically hasn't been in your favor. It's kind of funny because I've heard like a lot of ads on Spotify that are like, black doctors help come up with the COVID-19 vaccine. You can trust it. And like, this is Michelle Obama. You need to go take your vaccine so we can all get out and see people again. And I'm like, they're really trying to drive this hard home to the black. <laughs> like, yeah, so people of color because there's a distrust. Yeah. Modern medicine. The other thing is, oftentimes the reasons for distrust are valid. So if we think about modern medicine, when people of color, there is a huge discrimination between when like black women go to doctors or black men go to doctors and complain about pain. Yeah. So when I even think about like if historically when I went to the doctor and had pain, you know what I got? Ibuprofen. But when one of my white friends goes to the doctor, they get oxycodone, they get Vicodin for pain. They don't give that out for just anything. <laughs> well, look, there's a time, there's two times. One time I got surgery and got ibuprofen. One time someone come look. <laughs> I got surgery actual, and I got way more than ibuprofen. It's an actual you. disparity in yeah. like pain or even. Um, Do you ask for more? It's a weird thing. Sometimes it's weird to say I want a stronger dose of something. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. Now I do. <laughs> now, like, now I do because I don't care and I'm a yeah. okay regardless. Yeah, I come from like a lot of nurses and they're always like, it's better to not be in pain, so get what you can. <laughs> That's a word right there. That's a word. But the distrust be real. And then it's like we, yeah. if, if the distrust and the reasons behind it like aren't actually ever addressed and not actually taken into consideration, then hard for me to keep trusting you so modern medicine it is hard for people of color sometimes to want to go to the doctor or you even see like when we look at sudden uh we look at um like childbirth and when we look at just surgeries and complications after people of color just have different experiences with doctors that's true and that's a real thing yeah and it's not just people of color we think about like programs like rural communities so it affects people who aren't just black There was places that didn't even have enough resources for the hospitals that they did have. So, like, we didn't have resources. We didn't have oxygen tanks. We didn't have, you know, IV fluids. We didn't have these things that we needed. And now you're doing a vaccine rollout very quickly. Ooh, that might be very scary to some people who couldn't understand how you couldn't get me the supplies in my community to help us through this pandemic. But now the supplies for this vaccine come very, very quickly. 
listened to this one comedian who said, just bring like a white buddy with you to get vaccinated. So like have them go first. <laughs> if they're all right, then you say for you to take it. <laughs> Man. So get you a buddy. The other thing I was thinking through is when we were talking about news censorship. So when people are censored, whether the trend isn't quickly like was what they were saying is true or false, it's censorship is bad. And remember when Trump's Twitter got like cut uh, off? Yes. Still cut off. Twitter cut him off indefinitely, and then Facebook just like had a whole like meeting about it and decided that he is still suspended. That's great, and I think that Trump was saying some things that he should have been censored, and it makes a lot of sense, especially after he basically incited the riots. And actually, okay, so this is like another point, because I think sometimes false stories can come from sources that you would think are good and reputable. And so, like, lately I've been hearing stories that were reported by, like, the New York Times and, like, places that are big names. You would think they've got their research together and that they, you know, had checked their sources and crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's. And then it's a false story and they have to come back and retract it or apologize, correct what they said. And it's like, if you can't trust what you thought were like the good guys mm -hmm. then it's like what can i believe and then who do you trust and that's when people are running to other outlets and then that's when people like go to their friends and family or like okay so you know like if, if andestia believes this it must be true like we're on the same page here she believes what i believe like we're all we're, we're gravy yeah. <laughs> but if we both believe in QAnon, <laughs> then we're gonna feed into that yeah and it's like now you thanks even social media and like how um like all of our feeds are so like curated like before it used to be like just by relevance like whatever was new posted at the top mm -hmm. but now it's with all these algorithms that like you don't really you don't see all your friends stuff right you just see like the friends that you like <laughs> and like and like the stuff that you kind of share interest in and beliefs and it's it's weird you know like you don't get it's not as like diverse as it used to be and then if you keep seeing the same things over and over again, there was this study that I learned about in one of my communication classes. And people, like surveyors went out to neighborhoods and surveyed what are the most important topics going on on your mind right now. And they would list off um, different things happening in public policy, education, you know, news. Then they looked at the stories that were being published in like the newspapers and on TV and it was the same things so the first thing they said was see our news is relevant because it's what our viewers and our listeners and our readers want to read listen and digest mm -hmm. but the truth of it was that what the news was putting out and what people were seeing and reading on a day-to-day -day, then that became the priority they were thinking of so it wasn't that they were already hearing about it it's that they were exposed to it so much it then became a top priority because they assumed this must be relevant yeah taking that same study and thinking about the news we're getting now if those algorithms which they're true the algorithms are true um you're gonna start seeing the same things over and over again so regardless of whatever else news is coming out you're only seeing certain things yeah and that's feeding into 
what you're thinking of in your day-to-day, what's making you aggravated, what you're drawing your energy from. Yeah, and I've noticed, like, we don't really have... A lot of, like, our friend groups are people who are very similar to ourselves. So, like, trying to think of an example. I was thinking about myself, actually. I surround myself by with a lot of like college educated people because I don't know I met them in college or I went to college with them or like we just gravitate towards each other and we have like the same beliefs but I don't have anyone close to me that's a friend who lives in poverty or you know something else and like and that's a totally different worldview than what I have and I need to seek out friends who are like different than I am and I need to I guess be cognizant that there are other people out here um for another example like you might think you know COVID is not great but it's not horrible I get to work from home now and in my pajamas and but I'm like wait like not everybody has a job not everybody is still getting a paycheck I was listening to the news and heard like how many people were behind on the rent I'm like oh my god I can still pay my rent like this is great and it's like things are okay for me but that's not the case for everybody yeah and then based on whatever commonalities you do have that's how groups form that's what they're talking about and we're talking about how conspiracies grow it starts with enough people who do believe something and the amount and we talk about social media a lot but i really do think that people are so connected now there's groups of people who would never have found each other if it wasn't for like I think it started with like internet blogs with AIM with like group chats it's a matter of people are able to find themselves and connect on topics and things that they care about that they may not have done before so if I live in South Dakota and I'm very passionate about something and I live in a town of like 300 people there may be nobody there who believes the way that I believe or thinks the way that I think on something. So I can live my whole life thinking that it's just me. I can go online, find a, a group room yeah, of maybe a whole community, a of, whole community of like 12,000 people. <laughs> so now I don't feel alone. My ideas can grow. My ideas can develop, whether they're grounded in truth, whether they're grounded in just my experience, whether the facts are true, whether the facts are problematic. But I then have this group of people. So if, if you know, we're going to do a protest in Florida, I would have known about that before. But now I can make it. I'm able to get that information in a different way. Mm-hmm. So groups are growing at bigger rates. I think that has a big piece in it. But, and I don't think that it's bad that people are able to come together. I think it gets it's always evolved we always learn something new yeah. isn't science always like like you have an hypothesis and you have to either prove it right or wrong like science is always learning 
Wait, they didn't. Who? Science isn't real. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I just I saw. Have you seen those posts? So there's a whole bunch of my neighborhood now. Like you know, we believe in like Black Lives Matter. All people are important. And one of like science is real. I'm like because people are starting to question. These like science. against like the flat earther people like saying we're not them. Oh, we can get to the truth later. So yeah, but like <laughs> I think maybe flat earthers, maybe some things about like the vaccine, maybe. COVID. So there's not like an anti-science group out there. No, but I think that when some when some so some theories take flight and they're not grounded in science, we're like, oh, the science is here. I'm like, oh, we don't believe that. We just believe this conspiracy. Yeah, because it's based conspiracies are based on like factless stuff. Right. So if you if I believe something for four years and I've I yeah. believe something for four years and says, oh, the science here says that's not true. Yeah. If I already don't trust the facts you've given me, if I don't trust the people giving the facts, like the CDC, if I don't trust the CDC, then if the CDC gives me a fact about this like research-based thing, I may not believe them. Long side. <laughs> yeah. I guess we just start talking about when conspiracy theories get dangerous. Because talking about things and exploring ideas is not bad. No, I don't think so. Questioning things is not bad. But sometimes sometimes conspiracy theories go a little too far and they can be dangerous. I think the first danger is you can be very separated from reality if you go too deep into it. I think rabbit holes are a really creepy thing to do with conspiracy theories. Um, so like I might start by looking up something maybe I look at a YouTube video and YouTube always had like the suggested like the things you can watch after that mm-hmm. so I'll never forget when I was in high school and the Illuminati was really big and do you remember when like everybody they're still saying like Beyonce Jay-Z um the whole Illuminati impacts everything in Hollywood so sometimes me and my friends would watch videos on like the Illuminati and just like YouTube videos mm-hmm. after I was done I'd be like scared like just now is because I watched four videos and did not realize I spent like an hour down this rabbit hole yeah like it can like do something to your psyche yeah I think it can (laughs) can mess up your psyche if you do it too much it can probably ruin some relationships if you think about it I mean yeah no actually I did know this one guy who was like kind of a loner introvert anyway but he started believing in the like some real like far out things and he started to even isolate himself like even more to where when his friends reached out like he wouldn't reply <laughs> like, you can start to feel yeah like you can like a us versus them like mm-hmm. i know this new thing and i just had this big mind shift and now other people around me they don't get it mm-hmm. or they're not woke on this or they don't understand this and they're going to judge me if i talk about this and you can start separating yourself as like us versus them or just isolation and then it can lead to violence like think of like shooters mass shooters that that's definitely negative um the insurrection so yeah it can cause harm to either that person or others i think it just builds distrust and i don't know my thought is if something is like wrong you need to work with 
different people and you can't just work with like non-minded people and you have to work with people in that system for change so i think that if you get too deep into a theory and you have enough people you can all kind of separate and actually mm-hmm. not be working towards like the actual change like what it will actually take to yeah. make change i don't think people look at it that way or like that seems like the long hard way it's like fix things within right <laughs> and it seems like a lot of people who kind of kind of have like real far out ideas seem to like kind of separate themselves from regular communities so i was thinking like almost like a cult like some cults when like you know they're like we're gonna live on our own ranch now and we don't want to really associate with the rest of the u.s <laughs> like those kinds of people um, but i think like there are dangers uh, we just talked about them but i think some are just silly silly do you want to go through some silly conspiracy theories sure all right so what are some conspiracy theories that you have heard let's just go with heard before we even say what we think ones that we think are have some truth to them i noticed that all of my theories that i wrote down that i actually believe in are probably not even conspiracies and they're just like things that are real right <laughs> but uh i don't know if they're like either widely taught or widely accepted but they're still like no that's that's true um but like okay a silly one and like some are like i'm indifferent to like i don't care like if there are more people it doesn't affect my life right <laughs> like um so you believe mermaids may be real sorry i don't know like i honestly don't know I think that, isn't there like a group of people, like a, an indigenous tribe somewhere who like can breathe for long extended periods underwater? Probably. I think so. And and I was watching this like um, evolution documentary and you know like, okay, so when the first organisms became like fish and then like we got some hands and we crawled out of the ocean and some of us thought like, yeah, life on land is better and like they stayed out and became mammals, da 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 da. Some of them decided to go back into the ocean. They turned around. And said, nope, <laughs> this is not for me. So I mean, you think they crawled back into mermaids? I don't know how. Maybe evolution took them there. Aren't those like whales and dolphins and manatees? That's how, like the mammals that are in the sea. Yeah. You think there may be Ooh. Ariel down there too? Maybe. Okay, so mermaids is one. Um, what was another one? I was just talking. Oh. Okay, so there's like some mystery around the dark side of the moon. So I guess no one's been there. We've tried to send things there, like, you know, robots, drones, whatever. And um, nothing like really comes back. <laughs> and it's like, there's lots of conspiracies out there about like what's on the dark side of the moon. Um, and that is interesting. And actually, the moon doesn't rotate, which every other planet, planets rotate, but the moon doesn't. So, like, you never see this dark side of the moon. Maybe there are aliens on the dark side of the moon. Like, maybe they're just posted out watching us. Here's the, here's <laughs> the thing about conspiracy theories. They're fun. They're fun to read. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. And I think it can almost be addictive to, like, just read different theories on stuff. Sometimes it can be, like, entertainment. And sometimes we're like, ooh, that made me think. But I think there's almost this, like, this, uh, not, not adrenaline, but this exciting piece. Like, ooh, wait, what? <laughs> this, maybe? 
Dark Side of the Moon, Mermaids. Um, a big fan of the world. You think it's gonna be soon? And I don't, and I don't know if it's the world or just civilization. Okay. I think something could hit us. Yeah. Like something could collide with Earth. Um, but I also think like humans are just destroying our planet. <laughs> it is had enough. Um, so I don't. It could go either way. Do you have any? What are yours? <laughs> You know what, actually, that's like a thing that kind of made me scared too. Aliens? Yeah, because okay. I've been having crazy dreams. So like, I was watching this um, documentary, obviously, about about like Area 59. Did I say that right? Probably. Yeah, 59 or 51. Okay, 51. <laughs> and uh, just like all the evidence that the government really has about aliens, like they really do exist. Have you heard of Project Blue Book? No. It's like Project Blue Book was this thing released that was like um, evidence of times that U.S. government has encountered aliens and like technology that we've gotten from them. Mm, yeah. So after the after the Area 51 crash, people noticed that like planes and jets were more aerodynamic, and people were saying that it was connected to like what crashed and hmm. okay, maybe I'm insane. <laughs> no, but aliens like that's not like, a conspiracy because it's real. Here's, so yes, and. Like I, to some degree, everyone there's something you're like. So um, aliens, but my here's my theory on aliens. Though. Yeah, I do think aliens exist. I think that if I don't think we're getting an invasion anytime soon because, like you said, humans were doing a good enough job invading this this planet on our own. Um, and I really do think that whatever's out there is either like amoeba and just like forming like there's probably life forms out there maybe so you don't think it, there's intelligent life if they're intelligent they're more intelligent than us and they're yes. not about to stop by and see us like i really do think that aliens roll by earth and say woo child and ghetto and keep going i think they've been here mm-hmm. they're not that impressed yeah i think they tried <laughs> to help us maybe once or twice and they were like oh no and I feel like this is what made me like so scared in my dream was that I feel like if they come back, like we have not been the kindest to them and and they're going to come back with a vengeance. That was that was and then it was like, you can't think about this because if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And you can't stop it. So why are you like giving all this headspace to it? I don't think aliens are going to hurt black people. <laughs> they're going to say this. <laughs> Like, if they've been watching, they're going to be like, uh, Maybe they'll just put hits out on certain people. Okay, so that's my aliens. Um, the moon landing is very interesting to me because there's a lot behind it. Did we go? Did we not go? Was it Hollywood? You know, we were, all our spaceships weren't doing so well, and then we hit the moon real quick, and then we haven't been back quick. since. Haven't we? I don't know, have we? Yeah, I think what? we've been there a couple oh, times. Oh, cool. So, but there's the moon one, 
like the same definition of mermaid that we know today. A very thick mermaid. But... <laughs> like, they're like nothing like people. But the ocean and the water is a big one. So, like, you think of Loch Ness monsters or um, other Bigfoot? Bigfoot. Well, yeah, that ain't the ocean. But <laughs> mysterious beings that live on this earth that we What about like um, the abominable snowman? The abominable the what? The abominable snowman. Uh, abom- how do you say it? Abominable. Abominable. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, me too. Until you just popped in my mind. You popped in. You just forget about him. <laughs> yeah, like oh. No one talks about him anymore. You know why? Bring it back. Global warming. <laughs> he melted. He melted. Damn, his environment is dying. Yeah. Like the penguins. Like the penguins. I know that was. The Abominable Snowman, Bigfoot, Illuminati is another very interesting conspiracy theory because the Illuminati is one that some people think it's lizard people who control the government. Some people think it's grounded in like satanic worship and it's this whole like 666 antichrist thing. Some people think it's just like a Hollywood organization to where if you want to move up in the world of Hollywood, you go through Illuminati. The um, Bermuda Triangle. That's one. That's like a fun one. That's not if you was in it. <laughs> they wouldn't mind. Didn't they say Amelia Earhart got stuck in there? Did they? Did Isn't they? there something about like the pyramids in Egypt? Yes. I don't know what it is. Oh my god. Uh, I'm sorry, I got really excited. You know this one. I know this one. <laughs> yeah. So what they're what they say is like the pyramids in Giza? Did I say Giza? Giza? Probably. Yeah, the pyramids in Egypt have the same like spacing and like the same like um, dimensions as pyramids in South America and they're saying that it also aligns to a star constellation so what they're saying is for them to get perfectly spaced then somebody had to be looking up aliens that's what they say Um, but then they also say there's pyramids on Mars so there's photographs I mean they're rocks (laughs) they're, they're sharp rocks so they're not the precision pyramid that you would see in Cairo. It looked like it. It, it, it looks like it. Then there's also the, the um, how did they make the pyramids? The bricks were so heavy and they were so tall. That's a good question. Here's the messiest thought. You ever seen the show Ancient Aliens? My stepdad watches it all the time. Okay. Sometimes I watch the show Ancient Aliens. They'd be like, these ancient, they call them ancient astronauts. date like we are today how do you know how do you know when all of it was wiped out there was cure there was not the technology that we have today back in like pharaoh they didn't have an ipad and a laser pointer but they could still 
with an idea in somebody's mind okay. who put it there what if god did it maybe god's an alien what if <laughs> <laughs> what I don't know. like i think like what if we are like pets to them like we are to aliens what baxter is to you and like you take care of them, you water them. I water them. <laughs> you, you give them water, okay. you give them food, you walk them around the block. And like aliens are watching us like like a hamster in a cage or something. And like look at them trying to build their little civilizations, destroying their planet by sending like missiles from one side of the planet to the other. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're just like, I don't know what to do with you. We're gonna have to flush them down the toilet soon. <laughs> Okay, we went from dogs to fish real quick. Because <laughs> we're getting flushed. Do you want to know something crazy? I've thought about that before. But I thought about it as what if they came back and I became a pet. I think we covered everything. I think. Is there anything else we didn't cover about conspiracy theories? Mm, no. Because mine are all real. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This has been a really fun episode. Um, make sure to like and subscribe. Write us a review. Um, oh, we've been getting like a lot of new followers on Instagram. Um, no emails. Oh, we understand. You can DM us. We understand. DM us. <laughs> we've been getting some like DMs and stuff, so that's been cool. I mean, we started something where we're doing like Flashback Friday, so Fridays we're gonna post like a blast from the past. Like, Like, tell us what your what your favorite episode was. Yeah, and what section? Um, we're still taking suggestions on different topics. Yeah, especially since we don't know what we're gonna talk about in June. So uh, yeah, we're we're still thinking on it. Uh, but this was also supposed to be this is our one one year anniversary. Is it really? Yeah, this is our one year. That's anniversary. cool. We've been doing this for a whole year now. Share. Share. Do tell. Do tell. If you've seen any abominable snowmen or birds <laughs> in the past, they were very interesting. I story. want to know about this. You want to know about this? Yeah. I'm about to show you this uh, Bigfoot documentary. It'll right. blow your mind. Okay. Adios, everybody. Bye.